Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Comics Pals Reviews. It's the dynamic duo, which now I guess applies to Tyler and I, uh, because we're here and uh, we're going to talk some comics. Does that make me Robin? Yes. Which, well, which, wait, which, which, which one I'm not sure about. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know if you're a dick. Uh, I am a dick. <laughs> I am a dick. Um, if I'm a Robin, I think I'm more of like the synth pop artist Robin. Um, this is going right over your head, Sean. All right, let's keep going. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Call your girlfriend, me. dancing on your own. Oh, uh, oh, 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 okay. Okay, got all right. It, okay, all right. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. That's my favorite Robin. If I'm being real here, right before the show, me and me and Sean talked about our love for uh, Lady Gaga. So, why are you put? I didn't consent to you putting me on blast. What I mean, I'm wearing a Lady Gaga shirt. Uh, okay, well, there's a lot of things going on on your shirt. That's not just the Lady Gaga shirt. I just knocked my rum down. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, no. We're good. Oh. It's empty. Okay. Okay. Good. I killed, like, I killed it. We're good. Good. All right. So we've got four books to talk about. So no, no shortage of conversation this week between Tyler and I. We have Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazon's number one. Oh, the Olivier Coipella variant there. Yes. Yes. Very cool. Uh, we've got Human Target number two. Good stuff. We have Venom number two. Do you hear the Eminem song because of Pete in your head anytime you hear Venom? Yes, but not yeah. because of Pete. I genuinely like the song. So. You like that shitty Eminem song? Yeah, man. Venom, Venom. The lyrics are really good. You got I, man. I listen. maintain the past decade of Eminem has been shitty. So, and I maintain that you're absolutely wrong. I think if you listen <laughs> to Recovery again, you'll find a lot of things to like. And MMLP two is really great. I would go so far as to say all of Eminem's discography is shitty, but you know. Well then, I'm, I'm gonna get kicked off the show. And yeah, say. this show's gonna have to end now. I'm gonna have to do it solo, <laughs> Tyler. I'm sorry, man. That's just how could I trust you with an opinion? That I guess bad? I guess I'm Jason Todd right now. You are Jason. <laughs> just about Todd, to get right. killed off. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Um, speaking of things that I'm unhappy with, uh, Trial of Magneto number four. Oh, you mean Scarlet Witch number four? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scarlet Witch, the end, number four. Uh, if you want to support the show and join the conversation, make sure that you guys are leaving us a follow, a rating, and a review wherever it is that you listen to the show. If it's YouTube, that's youtube.com slash the comics pals. Please do hit the subscribe button. We are still on the road to 500 subscribers. Uh, we would love to make that happen before the end of the year. Uh, we're less than 50 away, so not too far. So everyone who listens to this, if you hit that subscribe button, you will get us that much closer to 500. Listen to our Wednesday reviews, uh, Tyler. I, could, man, I couldn't. Just, I couldn't hand. Yeah. I couldn't do a hand. Yeah. I don't have three hands. Yeah, we we we're, we're drinking, so uh, you know, excuse him. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> Literally just started. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, listen to our Wednesday reviews. Uh, they drop every Wednesday. It's Image Comics that we talk about. This week we talked about a surprisingly good issue of Spawn, 234. Really? It written, yeah, it was written by Rory McConville. Who's oh, there we go. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. Time before time. So he did a great job. I think that's the problem with Spawn. It's it's McFarlane. Absolutely 
100% yes. And we talk about that every week on the review show. Uh, And then on Mondays, if you guys want to check out our main show, The Comics Pals, we're talking about the characters you love and all the places you can find them. This week, we talked about what we were thankful for, uh, what comics, what news, what movies we're thankful for, um, and uh, just shared the love with you guys. So good stuff. Uh, Speaking of good stuff, Let's talk about this other comic I picked up. I just want to show the cover. I have to. YouTube, you're getting to see this cover. X-Men number five didn't arrive in physical until this week. Up, up, please. up. Ooh, okay. okay. I got the Hot Fire Jean Grey Cyclops cover. Oh, the Stormbreakers variant. Stormbreaker variant. Yes, indeed. Uh, this one was by Ivan Cabello, and he did a tremendous job. Look at that. That. Oh, I'm a big fan of Coelho. I think Coelho's. Yeah done some good shit but yeah. there's there's something missing on that cover what's don't 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 do that don't do that wolverine wolverine yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we need I, our, our 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 poly poly truple uh need some more representation it's only been alluded to after to this after this episode concrete. you and i are done professionally <laughs> Sorry to tell you. Come on, you don't want not not that not I, want, I don't want to say you don't want to see that because that sounds pervy. But like I don't, I don't. know. I feel like I feel like Krakoa. It's that's normal. No, Jean Grey. Jean Grey is sacred. She can do whatever she wants. She can, but I don't think that she does. Mm, fair. All right. Fair. Now yeah. onto something that we agree on is uh, Wonder Woman Historia Amazons. This is a book that has been long, long, long in the making. I can't even remember the first time I heard rumblings about this, but it's been a while. <laughs> I, what do you think it would be? Like 2000? I want to say 2018. Is that crazy? That's not crazy. And like that seems like it wasn't that long ago, but it, it's four yeah. years ago. Almost yeah, four years ago. Yeah. yeah. So, um, of course, this is by Kelly Sudeconic who I don't know if she's written Wonder Woman before. I could be... This is the first Wonder Woman of hers I'm reading. I'll say that. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, it's very Wonder Woman light spoiler, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... But yeah, uh, this is the first time. I, I think the last thing I even remember her writing was Aquaman. Right, Aquaman, yeah. yeah. I think that was her arrival to DC. Um, but Phil Jimenez on art, uh, Hi-Fi, Arif Prianto, and... Uh, Romulo Fajardo Jr. did the colors and Clayton Cowles did the letters. And when I tell you that there are a lot of pages that each one of those artists had to work on, it's it's unbelievable. I'm actually going to show pages uh, throughout this uh, review. So if you're on YouTube, you'll get to see that because this book is a visual masterwork. It's a feast. It really is. Like, look at this. If you're on YouTube, check this out. Can you see that? I mean, it's it's a fe- it's a feast that's a week after Thanksgiving, but but it's yeah. still so good. And like, yeah. I'm a big Jimenez fan in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimenez did what? Uh, was it uh, Infinite Crisis? Want to say one of one of the crises? One of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get it. It's Crisis Infinite Earths is the original. It's got to be Infinite Crisis. Yeah. Um. So it's just like one of those those artists that like is is DC, you know, it's the DC I know and love the right the comfort food DC that I remember. Um, but this is next level for him. And I think it has a lot to do with the, the different kinds of, you know, colorists he has on it, but and the time uh, and, and <laughs> definitely the time because <laughs> yeah. I it, just looking at it, you can tell it's just 
there, there's so much painstaking detail into every single panel of this this book. Um, it is insane. I'm just gonna go off right right off the bat and say like, pull this definitely um, just to look at the art. If anything, it's nuts. Yeah, this is a visual feast. This is like this is the kind of thing that whether you like comics or not it's undeniable how beautiful this is and you can hold this up as like this is what comics can be from mm-hmm. a visual perspective it's gorgeous you turn to any page and it's like wow this is unreal um you know and we talk about how hard it is to make comics from an art perspective and how much time it takes and stuff like that imagine the the, the works that we hold up as like masterworks that came out on monthly schedules what if they had two months what if they had three months you know what if they had since three years before the book came out how great would these books look i mean yeah i mean that's you can you can say that about uh um you know pretty much any comic especially because they're 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 kind of shuffled out so fast i mean i'm also reading you know amazing spider-man right now which is weekly yeah but like if somebody can actually kind of just you know dig their feet in and really make their i don't know if i would consider this him as his magnum opus or anything it's too early for that but like somebody can actually let's really really kind of commit themselves to something um this is a preview of what that can look like yeah i mean it's a visual feast it's a it's a it's a masterwork and i i think it might be just this one issue might be his magnum opus it's unbelievable it's it's, it's a it's an impressive feat. It really is. Um, and like Tyler said, you know, we can go on and on about it from a visual standpoint. You guys have to buy it. Mm-hmm. You've got to see this for yourself. And, you know, I'm, I don't come on here to make it a, a digital versus physical thing. I like to poke fun at Tyler and Marco, but this is one where I really, really think you should own it physically. I, I really do. Can I have a counterpoint there? Sure. I think the uh, binding makes it a little harder to read physically. And I think you get more uh, digitally especially with the amount of double pages that are in this holding it in your hands. You think that that's a worthy trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even the, the right. pages you showed, it kind of, it, it's obscuring the art a bit. That that's, that's my goofy ass, how I'm holding it. Right. Okay. Maybe, but, maybe I don't have it physically, so I can't say, but in any event, uh, this book wasn't what I expected story-wise. Uh, you know, full spoilers as we always do. It doesn't feature Wonder Woman. Nope. Um, it's more of a story about the birth of the Amazons and sort of why they exist, which is rooted in, you know, man's uh, perennial abuse and mistreatment of women, uh, creating a, a a race, I guess, of women who are unencumbered by man. Um, and it's a I guess it's a slightly different take than what I'm familiar with, which the book does open kind of saying like, whatever you think, you know, forget it. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming this is not Canon. It's a black label thing, but it's, that's pretty interesting opening. Yeah. I think all the gods look differently than they do in the uh, main continuity uh, DC comics. Um, This it's kind of feels like the Cimmerillion for wonder woman in a way. Mm. It's like this, this almost textbooky, um, uh, I would maybe consider it more like a it's a little more flowery, like flowery, like the Bible, I guess, sure. for the history of, you know, the birth of the Amazons. Um, but, yeah, it's a definitely different take on it. It's a little more um, uh, brutally honest, I feel. Yeah. Um, which I really enjoy. Um, and it's written by a woman, too, which is 
I think more appropriate for the the uh, subject matter of the story. Um, and 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 I like how it it feels feels like in a way Kelly Sue kind of bringing her experience to the idea of the Amazons, which has been typically written by men mostly. Sure, you know? yeah, created by a man you know for the comic uh i can pretty much name the amount of you know high profile uh um non-male authors on the book absolutely yeah, yeah i think it's l- probably less than 10 sure yeah I, especially you're talking about a high profile how many high profile yeah. women are there you know sure for, yeah for the big and one of them one of them wrote wonder woman wasn't even like a comic book writer it was jody picolt who wrote the notebook like right. <laughs> so mm. yeah um yeah, I mean, it is a brutally honest take, and I'm watching Mad Men right now for the first time, and that's okay. a, you yeah. know, a show about, like, and there's a lot of hyper-misogyny on it, and this felt almost like a weird reaction to that. Uh, it was a lot easier to grasp at, with Kelly Sue's perspective here um, when I'm currently watching a show that deals entirely with, you know, how men sort of mistreat women, and Zeus's conversation with everyone uh, kind of directly related to that in my mind, because he's cavalier in his dismissal of their concerns. This is just the way it is. And that's the way it's always going to be. And it works itself out. So leave me alone was kind of his thing. Yep. And it felt right. It felt appropriate. What he was saying that that whole scene of the gods being like, Oh, not, not all men, you know, right. like, <laughs> yeah. I was and, like, Oh God, I've, I've seen this YouTube comment before. And <clears throat> That was something that I was a little bit bothered by was that the, the dialogue of the other gods, um, it felt like here's what a here's what an actual human male would say. Let me have a god say it. Um, and I guess gods are not above being sexist, but yeah, I don't know. I guess gods are petty, so it is what it is. Especially it, Zeus. <laughs> Zeus, I was fine with. Zeus, yeah, that made perfect yeah. sense to me, but it was every man, you know. Um, and that gets a little grating, but I don't think the book overdoes it. I think it has that one scene and then it moves on to what's more important. Great scene, by the way. It is. Yeah, yeah. it absolutely is. Uh, visually, too. Tremendous. The, 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 the character designs for all the gods are uh, distinct and stunning, honestly, for every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I can't get over it. Like, even the colors. The colors... Mm-hmm. are amazing um i think I, I shouted out three different colorists i can see why it took three um but there's never a moment where it feels disjointed or like their styles don't mesh i certainly can't tell who's who yeah um each, each colorist was only contracted for a year so they had to go to to three of them <laughs> i'd be curious <laughs> to see where the delineation of work is though yeah because it is very cohesive in terms of the coloring I would say maybe it gets a little, you can see the color change once they get to the more um, grounded on earth stuff, but yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, I wouldn't say that it was bad, um, but it's noticeable. You can tell. Yeah. It felt like the difference between the two different story arcs that were sort of running concurrently during Greg Rucka's Wonder Woman run, where one was very much like, you know, action heavy and taking place in the present and the other took place in the past. Like it was fine. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is a gorgeous story. Like I, I almost don't even know what to say about it. Like we've, we've sort of said it all. It's a, it's a really great 
harrowing story of these these gods who are women creating the next generation of many gods amazons on earth and i really love the hippolytus stuff i thought that was awesome um i have no connection or relationship to that character but seeing sure. her reworked origin and how that ties into what will eventually be diana's origin and stuff like that i think this was all stellar stuff no yeah same same this is a. Uh... It's kind of a shame that we have to wait till uh, quote unquote spring 2022 for the next yeah. one. Uh, but this is one of those like giant prestige format books, like a uh, Batman creature of the night, you know, stuff like that. Um, where right. if this is what I get each time, I'm all for it. This is going to be a great collection though. Oh man. Like imagine like just like an oversized hardcover. You know how like image does like those like real thick ones for like, yeah. I think like black science has like a good hardcover for deadly class. Yeah. I want this in like a nice leather bound hardcover. Like, I feel like that's what it needs. You know, I agree. Um, I think, you know, Wonder Woman is a character who I often feel hasn't been defined quite yet. That writer hasn't come along and just laid it down, you know, laid down the definitive Wonder Woman story. Um, and I'm not sure that this will end up being that, especially because it's black label. So it's not canon, but uh, I feel like Azarello it came closest, but then everyone after him kind of ignored it. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. And that's kind of the problem. Like Chris Claremont's X-Men stuff is still like yep. relevant today. Um, Brian Azzarello's has been ignored and that was only 10 years ago, like sure. less than that. So, um, but yeah, great comic. I hesitate to say it's my pick of the week. How um, can it not? I mean, I'm curious. I to know see what your other option is. I know I'm torn between it and the next pick or the next book we're going to read because I really loved human target. Number two, you're a big noir crime guy. I bet. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm with you. Yeah. If you man. look behind, like if you, if you connect, if I could focus my camera on the shelf behind me, there's like a lot of like, like fade outs back there, you mm -hmm. know, like okay. I, I love that kind of shit too. So on any other week, I, I'd agree with you, but like just, Historia was. I think wild. you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. Historia is my pick of the week. You're right, but Human, Human Target is my pull of the week. It it came really <laughs> close, man. This is a special comic. I I I don't think I've been as high on a Tom King book on issue two. Sure. Since this is much more simple, though. That's why. Yeah. It's not high concept. This is him working in a genre. This is yeah. him doing noir, and then this is also Greg Smallwood saying i i know what noir is but i'm gonna buck the trend with the right. style of it yeah right and that's and it's that's what makes it so visually compelling there are a lot of comic book artists that tom could have picked for this who would have been more traditionally appropriate for it but sure. they wouldn't have been able to bring this flair that's making this feel so special um of course, this is we already shouted out tom king greg smallwood but on letters we have clayton cowles uh, and then, um, yeah, that's 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 the creative team. Just those yeah. three. Um, Small, Smallwood's choice of coloring in this is oh it's so antithetical to what noir typically is. You yeah. know, heavy blacks, uh, everything is in the dark, which it is. There's tons of shadow in this, but none of it is dreary or dark. It's very right. cool. It's very warm. It, it's modern too i feel like the you know like mike spicer one of the other colorists we, we shout all the time 
you know, on Swamp Thing and uh, Beta Ray Bill. Tons of almost neon mm-hmm. colors, greens, purples, traditionally uh, second, like secondary colors using, using right. it. Whereas comics is traditionally a lot of primary colors, especially with, you know, superhero books. Um, yeah, it's really interesting and it's really, really pretty. Even though he's drawing Anadarmus as as ice here, there's literally a panel. So? There's a panel on um oh geez, which let me see if I can find it on here. I think it's like page. It's, it's literally like, oh, like I watched Knives Out too. That's nice to see. I don't even know who that is. So I'll um think... from Knives Out. You never seen Knives Out? I've never seen Knives Out. The most recent, um, James Bond. Oh, I think it's page. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Twenty-five. I see it. I see. I just when they're when they're in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm fine. I'm fine with a little photo referencey stuff. I mean, we're gonna be talking about Brian Hitch later, but you know. Um. So, yeah. No, I I I really like this. Yeah. Seeing somebody kind of play in the sandbox of the DC universe in in a different way is fun. I actually just read Reckless by uh, Brubaker and Phillips. And one of the criminal books. It's it's, uh, it's not it's not a criminal book. It's an offshoot. It's like its own new universe that they're doing. Okay. Um, and you know, all these noir crime stories are always about a girl. And I love the introduction of Ice in this one. Wow! First of all, you know we we understand she's a stunner. She's a knockout, but she's got this crazy story her backstory is unreal Mm -hmm. you know she killed her father and her grandfather by accident and she blocked it off to and created this whole narrative that she's this princess and all this other stuff and it's all bullshit it's all bullshit yeah Yeah. it's it's the classic femme fatale you know Of course, issue two, you got to introduce it, you know, really solidify this as a nor nor comic. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's real interesting because like at the same time, like if we're going by noir rules, she probably did it, you know. <laughs> um, right. But I feel like this is not traditionally going to follow that, you know. Tom sets up a few potential whodunits. Um, yeah. It could have been ice. It could have been fire who I hadn't thought about at all. It's, st- it's still going to be ignored. Let's be real. But that's the still crazy thing. Yeah. Dude, if, okay, so this is, this is what? Two of eight? Two of ten? Um, wouldn't, if, it, wouldn't it be 12? Wouldn't 12, 12 make more sense, sorry, though? Yeah, of course it's 12. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, if the whole story was just about um, Christopher figuring out whether Ice, Fire, or Guy did it, I'd be fine with that. Sure. But, Every other issue is going to give us various suspects. Yep. This is going to get wild. Which, which is funny that I mentioned Anna Armas from Knives Out because what was that? That was a whodunit, you know? Right. So I wonder if that's uh, a specific choice there. I would imagine so. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine so. Probably a lot more like rooted in some sort of logic than choosing Olivia Munn uh, in Strange Adventures. <laughs> Somebody just watched a lot of Attack of the Show. Uh, Listen. Yeah. I don't blame them. YouTube.com, <laughs> they got all those episodes, and I've I'm, watched them. I'm watching the new stuff. It's pretty good. I got to check that out. I haven't. It's good, I haven't it's good stuff. In. It's so nice to have G4 back. Yeah, yeah man. Did they get uh, Morgan Webb? 
Uh, no, no, but they have um Cosm G doing uh some comic book stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just the the back and forth between these two characters throughout the throughout the issue is really great. Uh, I think Tom King gets better. He's getting better as a writer. I think he's also saying he's not listening to the internet anymore. <laughs> I yeah. listened to a, a, po- a podcast with him and Josh Flanagan on iFanboy, uh, which whenever iFanboy talks to, to Tom King, it's great because mm-hmm. he like came up in comics from like the iFanboy forums. Oh. Um, so it's it's like a super friendly relationship, but like how he would read comments about you know, Heroes for Hire, he mentioned, and how he screwed that up, you know, and he admits it. He's like, yeah, I did screw it up. I didn't understand who Barry was properly. Heroes for Hire? Uh, um, Heroes in Crisis, that one. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he talks about, he's like, yeah, I screwed up. I didn't, I didn't understand Barry, I guess, you know, um, <laughs> which I appreciate that. So yeah, there, there is, you know, this, 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 I think is going to be one of those like Tom King books that lines up there with like vision and stuff, you know, so i agree i agree um i guess i come into any tom king book worried about at what point is it going to fall off a cliff and i hate to say that because i genuinely love tom's work and i thought rorschach was brilliant um but heroes in crisis had a lot of promise you know um and i i that didn't work for me um mr miracle was great and then it wasn't so really yeah Oh, I maintain Miss Miracle was great throughout the whole thing. Are you reading okay. um Supergirl at all? I read the first issue and then I stopped. I don't know mm, why. Fair. It's got an interesting storytelling device, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I I thought this was great. I'm really loving the mystery aspect of it. When we first reviewed this, I forgot that whoever tried to kill whoever whoever is the culprit wasn't necessarily trying to kill you know, Christopher, they were trying to kill yeah. Lex. Yeah. And this issue helped that to click for me. And then I realized, oh, so anyone could have done that. Yeah. Lex could have done it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Which again, they're, they're, that's another noir trope, you know, like the first guy you see is the one who did it, you know? There you go. Yeah. This is, this is fantastic. I get more excited about it the more I talk about it, but let me tell you something. The last page was actually my favorite because it's the last page where we realize that this guy knows everything, like not everything, but that he was never fooled by ice. He knew what she was trying to do. He understands that she very well could still be the killer or the, you know, yeah, the killer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, he knows what he's doing. As the kids say, he's with the shits. Is that, is that what kids, is that what people say now? Am I using that right? I don't know. Okay, Tyler, listen, you're not an old man. They said that. I know. I, too. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Yeah. This, this Buffalo cold has me feeling really old. So, uh, and that rhymed. So that was a, that was a close, almost my pick of the week. Same. Definitely Same. buy it. I think. Uh, what's your favorite noir story? Could be um, anything, anything. Movie. And you know what? The one the the my immediate thought when you said that was Velvet. Oh, okay. Because and uh, so, Velvet is a is a brew baker joint because yeah. it's 
it's the it's a woman that's the main character sure. and i loved how it bucked every expectation she's an older woman but See she's still thing, right? a beast yeah, yeah. yes yeah. um that was a that was i thought that was special i really love velvet uh, mine's uh roger rabbit who framed roger rabbit I don't you know watched, if you're serious or not, but I'm a hundred percent serious. Look at this. I have a friggin' Roger Rabbit hat. I'm a hundred percent serious. Have you watched that recently? Have you ever seen it? I've seen it many times, but not yeah. in the last 15 years. Check, check it out. It's all right. It's I'll give good it noir. It's good noir. You know what I'm going to include? If you can include who framed Roger Rabbit, I'm including the great mouse detective. Sure. Sure. One of the one that's, that's a blind spot for me. I'll have to check that out. Oh, oh man! You know what? No one's ever seen that movie. It's one of it those was, Disney classics that I really feel like is. It underrated. was in their. It was in their bad era where they were like reusing a lot of art and stuff. So uh, I don't know anything about that, but I know too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Venom. Venom, Venom, Venom. There you go. That, that's repeat. That's repeat. <laughs> Rom V, uh, Brian Hitch, Adam, Andrew Curie on inks, and Alex and Claire on colors. Clayton Cowles did the letters and the production elements. Uh, so Clayton Cowles all over the place as per usual. Um, I thought this was also very good. Um, Rom V, I don't think has really missed for me. I didn't care too much for Radio Apocalypse, um, but this was this is good. It's it it doesn't do anything mind blowing. This issue is very much setting up the players and kind of what the sandbox is going to be for the Dylan parts of this story. Um, but I think it all works. I think it's all effective. Yeah, I am enjoying this too. I like how the end of Kate's run kind of really set this wild, crazy status quo for Venom that anyone could have just ignored. Yeah. Um, and instead, uh, Ewing and, and mostly Ram in this one have really leaned into it and separated, you know, the two main stories between Eddie and Dylan. Um, which is one's a grounded almost street level superhero book and one is a cosmic space opera yeah. and like where does that meet up is where I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where that goes right typically for me i'm not that interested in the son of x or the cousin of x or whatever son of um, x new uh new x-men book coming out uh next next spring I'd be shocked if that's never been done. Um, in fact, it's, uh, oh, it's pronounced son of 10. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I think that they found a great hook uh, to create a legacy character um, that sort of makes sense. You know, the Venom symbiote doesn't have to be with Eddie. It's been with other people before. I never really loved that. I thought the Flash Thompson stuff was okay. But pretty much every other host I didn't care about. You thought the Flash Thompson stuff was okay? No, no, no. Like I, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, it's it was it was acceptable. Whereas like Matt Gargan and the other hosts, I don't care okay. about. Okay. Um, I was gonna but, say you're a big Remender fan. I have a huge soft spot in my heart for Flash Thompson. That no, dude, that that run. Was I own serious. every issue. Me too. It's, oh, it's so good. That was legit, uh, and I think that was my first time giving Remender a chance. Uh, and it's been. It's been great since. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I like Dylan, you know, and I like the idea that, you know, the Venom symbiote, right, carries Eddie Brock within it, right? Aspects of Eddie influence the symbiote's identity. Yep. Similarly to how it asks, it, it's influenced by Peter. Um, and so in a way, 
any Brock's positives and negatives are being passed on to his son by the symbiote itself. Yeah, it's it, the symbiote, this, this strange uncle for Dylan, in a way. Yeah. You know, like I, I really like the the dynamic between the, the symbiote, symbiote, if I'm doing the movie stuff. Um, and, you know, Eddie, it's not the same dynamic that all the Simbrock fans want it to be. Um, but it's, I think it is, it's really interesting. And yeah. Um, how <laughs> I read one and two back to back because I didn't get to one. I wasn't on the show for one. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget which issue it's in though, but there's uh, the symbiote is just wearing uh, civilian clothes and a, and a baseball cap. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. It's <laughs> great. It's great. And those are things that, you know, I probably wouldn't have loved at another time in my life, but I kind of like that the symbiote is finding ways to hang around and, you know, not necessarily just stick around in the body of yeah. whoever, you know, it's, it's not bonded fully with Dylan, I think is the idea. Whereas with Eddie, it was. So it would just stay in his body 24 seven. Yeah. And the, this is all because the story allowed it to happen. There was buildup there, right? you know, this isn't just like a new status quo that happens, you know, some editorial mandate and then bam there's this new dynamic that we have to just accept um you know credit to kate's he really built up this he, he took the you know the important parts of a lot of venom storylines throughout the years and kind of solidified it and then through his what 50 ish long issue run that's decent amount you know yeah. um especially for the modern era yeah he, he you know he did really good for it so um it's nice to see some continuity in comics again. And you know who we have to thank for all of that? None other than Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> because if it wasn't for Bendis, we probably wouldn't have gotten all the Clintar crazy madness. Oh, okay. I was wondering where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. thanks. Guardians of the Galaxy Venom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He he really like reintroduced the idea of, of the symbiote Venom as a space character. Sure. Uh, so one of probably one of his last like major contributions to Marvel. Um, Which if you'd asked me, you know, two years ago, would you consider that a major contribution? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, of course. Like, you had Venom Space Night, which was what, like a 12 issue, uh, you know, series. I forget even who, who did that one. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, they bring back the Life Foundation here, mm-hmm. which I like. Uh, obviously you could make the argument, oh, the movie, blah, blah, blah. But the Life Foundation is really tethered to Venom and there's no reason you can't bring it back. It's just a company. True. Uh, so giving Dylan something physical to have to contend with, especially something that his father already dealt with, I really, really love the generational aspects of what Ram is doing here. Um, it's, it's perfect for a character that's a symbiote. You know, it's literally linking father and son when father and son are not together. I think it's awesome. And there's a weird parallel going on with with what he's writing in Swamp Thing, too. There's that familial aspect of Swamp Thing that's dealing with it. And a new character accepting this otherworldly, you know, power in it. So it's I'd be curious as this goes on to see, like, where those two line up. You know, Yeah, absolutely. Um Again, it's nothing relevatory, but when you buy Venom, right, you're not expecting to get, I mean, for me, right? Nuance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly, exactly. Because even the Donny Cates run, good as it was, which I didn't finish it, but I read a bulk of it, it's not like it was like this deep, you know, real 
gritty story delving into the soul of Eddie and Dylan. Um, this feels like it could be that from sure. Rob's perspective, at least. We'll yeah. see what Al Ewing has to bring to the table. We haven't seen much of his story yet. Um, What's your opinion on Brian Hitch? Cool. Glad you brought that up. Um, I was less into what he did in this issue. Okay. Uh, there were some points that I was like, eh, this isn't the best. Like, for example, for you YouTube uh, viewers, this panel right here, this this top one. Um, I oh, it's Sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that that was, it just doesn't look great. Um, and there's a couple of panels that I felt like that about. Like, I didn't love this. I didn't love this splash page here. Um, I think it's on the wrong side, first of all. Um Okay. And, and it just makes it look visually kind of odd to me. Traditionally, the, the, the you, balance you, is off. Yeah, yeah. You would put the single page splash on the right side, not the left. And it was jarring to come on to that. I don't really experience that digitally, which is, is a negative <laughs> aspect of digital. I will say the page turn doesn't really exist. You know? Right. Right. No. Um, what, what about you? What do you, what do you make of them so far? Um, I've traditionally been uh, hot and cold with Brian Hitch. Sure. Um, you know, you have his ultimate stuff. Um, Hitch is a well-known name. Absolutely. Um, but I find a lot of it is almost like he's copying his own work. Like that Venom page you just showed. I'm, I guarantee you I've seen that same pose and in a Spider-Man thing. Uh, Captain America's on the same pose in Ultimates. Like it's Brian Hitch. Is it bad? No. But it's like, it's like an okay bowl of mac and cheese. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say no to it. Right. But uh, could you have added a little spice to it? Could you have made it a little better? Probably. Maybe I'd use like a white cheddar next time. Um, <laughs> but I won't say no to it. Fair enough. I, I like Brian Hitch. I think he gets a bad rap. But, you know, you're right that it does feel like playing the hits. A lot of it is very familiar. And I would love to see him stretch his muscles. Look at what, um, look at what it's you know Swamp Thing Mike uh, Mike Perkins. Mike Perkins is like that's career stuff that he's doing. Sure, yeah, um, or even him and been around him and his previously. Yeah, like him and has been around for decades at this point. Yeah, absolutely so, crazy stuff now. So yeah, yeah so I'd I love to see Brian Hitch just kind of stretch a little more and do something more bombastic and surprise us which i think once we get to the space stuff it has a chance to do like um because i don't traditionally pair hitch up with the idea of like cosmic marvel you know yeah so it'll be cool to see what happens there yeah that's a good point um i'm really enjoying this i think it's i think it's great um isn't it weird how venom has been one of the most consistent titles for the past decade like never thought i would say that i know yeah i i never would have in fact if it wasn't for the praise that Rick Remender's Venom got, I literally never would have purchased a Venom comic book. That's fair. But then as it turns out, I've been buying Venom. I mean, I bought that and then Donnie and now. So, yeah. Even the stuff in between Remender and Donnie Cates was a little, uh, but it was still decent. You know, like I don't remember it being horrible. Who? Actually, I do, I do remember it being horrible. Yeah, I was going to say like whose run was Space, Space Knight was. Uh... Yeah, so... Uh, it's great stuff. I think you pick it up. Venom is hot right now. If you are a fan of Venom, I think you pick it up. But if you're tired of symbiotes, I don't think that that has to mean that you can't buy this book. 
because under the under the surface, right under the venom hood, there is a story with heart here that I think anyone can enjoy. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> the trial of Magneto, number four. Trial of Sean Bartley. <laughs> How long can I do this? Um, I mean, one Williams. more. You can do one more. I, I'm going to have to do one more, but uh, do I want to is a different question. Uh, Leah Williams is the writer. Uh, Lucas Warnick and David Messina did the art. Edgar Delgado on colors. Clayton Cowles on letters. And of course, Tom Muller, the designer. Did you see that Tom Muller announced that he's putting a comic out? Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Super excited. Uh, do you think he gets paid for each book? Like, he, like he's yeah. got to get a design, a design credit for uh, this dude's making the good design money, I hope. I mean, that's like a producer credit, I think. Yeah. But also Marvel's, uh, Marvel and Disney haven't been giving David Aha anything for yeah, the Hawkeye series, even though a lot of the marketing material is directly referencing his art. Never mind. That's um, disgusting. Yes. Yes. But uh, Trial, of Meg, uh, Trial, Trial of Scarlet Witch, number four. Um, <laughs> oh, the, the, the book with Magneto in the title that does not have Magneto in it. That has Magneto in it in like a non-speaking role the entire I don't, time. I don't remember him being in it. <laughs> I, I wish I could forget him being there. I don't. So the book opens on a page that up front, I'm going to say, I don't feel like it earned. And I'm talking about this. For, I didn't for read you guys it. On couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't no, do okay. it. Okay. Another, another digital versus print issue. Um, my <laughs> I had to turn my uh, screen lock on because it kept auto rotating. Oh, right. Is it that or I went on the floor and like circled around it? Um, well, I'm but, not doing that. not for a book i'm not enjoying i you know (laughs) i would do it for a book that i'm really loving but i knew it was gonna be irrelevant yeah Yeah. i'm sorry like i understand how that sounds but for three issues i feel like i have not gotten what i was promised and not only am i not getting what i'm promised i'm not getting something i'd like so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give myself a headache for that page sorry just not gonna do it it gave Um, pete a headache when he read it and he has he's not even on the show I mean, yeah, my man got a yeah. headache from trying to read this, and he said, "You know what, guys, I can't come." Pete can't do Scarlet Witch books anymore. It's just no. too much. Yeah. Nope, you won't see him on these anymore when Scarlet Witch <laughs> is around. Um, I, I don't want to bash it, man. I really don't. I, I feel like it's it, it is a victim of its marketing. I think it's a, it's a big thing of it because I, I do have some preconceived notions about what I was expecting in this book. Yeah, I was expecting a a trial and b Magneto. <laughs> Um, and then uh, see X-Men. Um, but I get none yeah. of those in it. Um, instead, I get Scarlet Witch and the Avengers. Um, which, if you had marketed this as a Scarlet Witch Avengers story, I'd be giving it more of a leeway, I think. Sure. I think it's a serviceable story. It's a serviceable Scarlet Witch mini about how you reintroduce her new status quo in the current Marvel Universe. Um, but it's not what they told me this book would be. And even then, I think it's... Uh, I don't know what the tone of this book is. I'm having trouble with tone. The yeah, the tone's a little all over the place. And okay, the, the Lucas Warnick art I think is good. Yeah. But there are panels literally reused constantly in this book. And there are some panels which uh, maybe it's something I can see digitally and you can't see in print that are the same panels just zoomed in and then you see, you know like when you zoom in on a picture, sure. the, gra- the green is off. Yeah, yeah. It's like you just forgot to hit enter in Photoshop or something. Like I'm looking for an example of that. That's that's pretty. Uh, that's brutal. Yeah, I can I can I can bring one up. It, it's it's I think after 
the yeah i think so it's after uh the old scarlet witch is yelling at the young scarlet witch when they're uh-huh. in like the the garden i think it's page what is a uh, 11 possibly where she says uh, love hurts uh where she says um and endangering your children you have to let them go it's there's like that weird swirly stuff i can I okay can okay um and the page following it where where wanda's screaming no is pretty much the same page just recolored from the uh, previous page the panel. yeah 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 uh, and i found it. a couple instances of that where i was um or like actually the follow the next page when scarlet witch is crying in front of uh wiccan it's right. reused again in the following panel on the next page yeah just, you know it's reposition flipped. wanda yeah yeah, yeah it's um, literally which, flipped fine you know like i guess with digital art that's something you can do now um but it ain't blowing my socks off my socks are still on <laughs> well my socks are off but that's because hey uh, don't don't show them you'll end up on wiki feet no 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 no. we can't have yeah, that yeah, yeah. um no, 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 not for free anyway the dialogue was rough man i gotta tell you i'm just not i'm not invested in the dialogue i'm, I'm really struggling scarlet witch yelling I'm not responsible for the monster attack. It's just, <laughs> come on. You know, like that's not, that's not good. I, I, I get it. Uh, I get it. And, and there's a lot of references to, you know, deep magic stuff and the spin the wheel. I'm sure all of that has, you know, some type of magical relevance, but I think that, um, uh why am i blanking on her name right now Jeez, um she did uh, she's doing excalibur teeny howard sure. i think teeny howard did a much better job with all that stuff and granted she's working with tarot cards and not necessarily magic but you can tell that teeny howard that's a part of her dna as a human being and she's an expert at synthesizing that with comics you don't necessarily have to like it but it's done well Sure. Yeah. Whereas here, I don't even understand what I'm looking at. And that's the problem. It doesn't even make sense. Spin the wheel for what? What does that mean? You know, it's just it's just words if you don't explain it. Um, and, you know, the past, present and future Scarlet Witch. Oh, OK. You know, like there was also no visual distinction between the past and present one. Right. Yeah. They're the same person. They look yeah. The like. Same. You can give the past one the original Avengers Scarlet Witch costume and then give the present one the modern day. Um, who, who drew that Scarlet Witch book? Oh, oh, uh, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. It was written by the guy that wrote Starman. Yeah. Um, I forget. It was a good book. It was a good book. In any event. Yeah. Uh, there is no distinction. It's, it's, it's difficult to tell which one is which. Um, and also like the whole thing with like oh she's manifested these kaiju and like and then she turns them off but they're still fighting back like I'm like what's is there some I don't know and is that honestly the the kind of like conflict that we're doing in a modern X-Men comic that's supposed to feel weighty like when everything we really care about in the X-Men so far has been politics and the future and like you know existential crisis kaiju is what we're dealing with i and I, 
and I was a little let down too in the beginning where like one of the things you were talking about was like, oh, maybe the um the what are, what are the five people who resurrect people called? The uh, five, right? The five, yeah. yeah. Like we're like, oh, maybe they'll have this real deep, you know, philosophical debate on whether or not they bring Scarlet Witch back. And they start to have it, and then it's like, oh, whoops, she's doing it herself. Yeah. How chaos magic, I guess, just and this this book has no relevance to the X-Men. It's not forcing us to confront tough questions. It's not forcing us to confront the fact that Scarlet Witch is a major reason why the X-Men are in this position in 616, um, in this life of Moira. None of that feels like it matters. Like, yeah, we know it, but it's not. The weight is not there. And that's the problem. This and book like, feels breezy. Yeah. And, and I feel like, the, you know... I think Leah Williams has been open with it. Like this, this has had a lot of editorial issues. Sure. Yeah. Um, which I, I'm starting to see, you know, this, this almost doesn't feel like one person's vision. It's too convoluted for it to be someone's sole vision. I feel like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think she ever intended this to be an event. I think it was intended no. to be a part of the core uh, X factor title. Yep. Which got canceled. And this got made. Yeah. Right. Which you know what you can see because the x-factor characters are on the peripherals and they have Um, no reason to be there yeah there's no in you know real integration with it but outside of the the autopsy which we had at the beginning yeah and there are elements of the x-factor story that if you if you didn't read x-factor mean nothing to you like why do these characters why are they talking to each other what the hell does this mean and it's constant and i guess you're right you know, that's not necessarily her fault. But at the same time, if those were the cards you were dealt, you kind of have to just play them. And you don't necessarily just stick to whatever it was that you initially wanted to do. You got to switch it up. The, these characters are not central to the conflict. They're not. They don't matter. Magneto matters. Where is he? It, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Um, he's, probably, he's probably playing chess somewhere. Some plastic chess. <laughs> And like, here are two characters I'd love to see more of, Rogue and Gambit. They come in, and they just start fighting. They're completely irrelevant. Uh, Cyclops, a character who you think might have something to say about this, look at all the things that he went through directly because of what Scarlet Witch did, and all he says in this comic book is, kicking kaiju ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he has to say. Uh, Okay. You got me there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm on your side now. You know, and I don't want to, I'm not trying to take a side of Leah Williams sucks. This book is trash, but I can't help but feel like there's something that this could have been that would have been really special that it's not. And I've read other Leah Williams stuff. Like, I know it's possible. Like, you know, her, Mary, you like yeah, her. her Mary Jane stuff is great. Right? Yeah. Um, it, the Emma so. Frost, she wrote the Emma Frost one shot, right? From, uh, from just before this whole thing started with the House and Powers, there was like that era of X-Men that was a little weird. Matthew Rosenberg's era. He was and, just killing people in the streets. <laughs> yes. Um, and they were dealing with, um, my God, Jesus, uh, X-Men, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there was this- I, oh, Man, I wiped that from my memory. That was a weird <laughs> era of the X-Men. But there was this great Emma Frost one-shot that I'm pretty confident Leah Williams wrote that people were in love with. It was great. Yeah. This is a far cry from that. Yeah, this, seem, this, this, this reeks of too many cooks in the kitchen, I think. Yeah. So yeah. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt, but I, I can't give this book the benefit of the doubt. I can't, in good conscience, tell anyone 
to pick this up. I, I just Let, can't. Let's see you change your mind in issue five. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what are they going to do? Uh, uh, it's going to be Jean Grey for uh, 20 pages. Okay. Well, that I don't have confidence in that because <laughs> I think the only time she's really even in the book is this random panel at the end where she's got her back turned to the, to the camera. So she's completely irrelevant. Um, but we're promised that in the next issue, Scarlet Witch will tell us who attacked her because she knows who attacks her. Um, I don't like care a, anymore. This is like the opposite of human target where it's like a whodunit that doesn't matter. Right. It's like, I don't care anymore. Like, it's, the, she's already alive. What's the point? <laughs> and the, the answer is probably going to be totally irrelevant. It's not going to be. It's, it's going to be ignored. Yeah. Okay. That's, that would that's, get me back. That's what we call a callback. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. It's probably going to be her. It's probably going to be Scarlet Witch herself. Wait. So you think she choked herself in a David Carradine death situation? Yep. Wow. All right. With Uru metal. Magic hey. metal. We got to do in the Marvel Universe to get get off sometimes, so you know. <laughs> well, Vision's not doing it anymore, so <laughs> you know, it's vibrate mode got re- removed, I guess. Oh man, um, I got a story I want to tell you, but I cannot tell it here. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know it. <laughs> oh so man, the books well, we are we are read. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's gonna do it for our review segment but of course before we go we always want to let you guys know what we're looking forward to that's dropping next week as always (laughs) right i have to i have to put this out there we don't actually fully know what's coming out next week because of all the issues that are going on but um we still you know want to give it a shot and let you guys know what we're excited about of course if you want to let us know what you're excited about you should write in to the comics pals at gmail.com or get us on social at the comics pals or leave us a comment wherever it is that you're listening to this. Um, anything jumping out at you, Tyler? I got three ones that are jumping out to me. Uh, Shoot. Inferno number three. Yes. That's this is the X-Men I want to I want to read, you know. Yes. Um, Devil's Reign number one, the new uh street level Marvel event, you know, spearheaded, you know, as a that's gonna be cool. Jumping on point from the Daredevil, uh, uh Zarsky's Daredevil. Who's writing and, that? Zdarsky, right? I believe so, yeah. And uh, Arkham City, The Order of the World, number three, which is this kind of weird off-the-road Arkham villain story with, like, D-list, like, the Ten-Eyed Man. Um, but, oh. it's, it's, but it's drawn by Danny, uh, and I think it's written by uh, Dan Waters. Uh, it's real good stuff. It's real good stuff. And it, it's, like, it's within continuity, too. It, like, it feels like a Black Label book even though they're directly referencing, you know, fear state stuff that's happening. So, right. Um, I'm also going to shout out devil's reign. Um, this feels like we talked about dark rain, not that long ago or not dark rain, um, Shadowland. Um, and this reminds me of that era of comics, even the dark rain stuff, you know, you take Norman out, you put Fisk in, it kind of gives me that same energy. Um, I'm very excited for it. Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil run has been really, really special and phenomenal. And I can't wait to see what he does in this next it's chapter. Chichetto, too. We're getting some more Chichetto, which I can't say no to that. One that's... of my favorite artists ever. Ever? That's, yeah. That's a lofty and, thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've loved his work. Since, since... Rucka is a Punisher? Yeah, man. Oh, yep. that was so good. That was so, so good. Force of nature punisher story. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then also 
Inferno, uh, man, this has been good. It's it's so good. Obviously, it makes it sad how good it is because we know that this is the end. But um, RB Silva's jumping on art this time. Um, very capable. RB Silva's been a regular sure, um, yeah. co- contributor in the X-Men line. And uh, yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. We will be reviewing that here for sure. As for what else we'll be reviewing, who knows? Hopefully it all comes out. Uh, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Listen to our main show, The Comics Pals, which drops every single Monday, where you can hear us talking about the characters you love and all the places you can find them. Listen to our image reviews, which drop every single Wednesday. This week we talked about, well, it's out now. Uh, we talked about Spawn, and um, I feel like we talked about another book. But The new Mark Miller book? Did you do that yes, one? Yes, thank you. Yep. We did King of Spies, number one. Really, really good, in my opinion. I would say you should pick that up. That's Mateo Scalera. Of course. Yeah. It's good. Oh, boy. doesn't matter who's writing it. That's some tasty, tasty comic booking. Did you check that out? Uh, it is on my reading the list for this train, this eight hour train ride I'm doing on Saturday. So, okay. Well, yeah. uh, we will, we'll get you on the, uh, we'll get you on the, the drive sooner rather than later. So you can check out these books in advance as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, journey into Quistery will be coming back soon. I'm just having life things that I'm trying to handle. As you can see with, the, if you're on YouTube, these freaking boxes, uh, which finger is what um, there. Boxes. Tyler has moved. I've moved. I have a new moved. job. I'm married and cold. <laughs> He moved oh, to shit going on, guys. Ice hell. Ah, uh, the frozen very- hell. You told me they you, people have to go underground to get to school, okay? Uh, sure, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm within driving distance of at least three or four breweries, so um, I don't mind. Uh, my gut will say hello um, further on, but yeah. I'm getting, I, I'm, I'm, I've already started writing questions for it. I, I don't know of a date yet, but it's coming back soon. Well, stay tuned. We will update you guys on that as we know more, as Tyler's schedule allows. Uh, Until next week, for Tyler, I'm Sean saying take care, guys. Au revoir.